Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet, and I'm glad to be bringing you the story of another great dude today. He really has an, an amazing journey that I'm looking forward to you hearing all about. And with me is Scott King. Scott, how are you doing today? I'm good. How about you, Gourmet? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. I'm glad we're finally getting to talk. You know, we've, we, I, I think our connection started on Twitter. And, you know, it was, I, I, I've seen a lot of the amazing things that you've done, and I'm just really excited to, to get things going. So I'm going to throw out to you the first question that I ask everyone, and that is, Scott, tell the audience what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum. Uh, well, uh, I guess first and foremost, uh, I've been a fat guy pretty much my entire life, and technically by all means still am a fat guy, but getting, uh, getting to where... Uh, Hopefully, I fall out of that that category. Um, so, just a kind of a brief rundown about me is, uh, uh, you know, again, always been a big guy, never even close to small. I, my dad's a big guy, and I think by the time I was 13 years old, I was bigger than him. Uh, and uh, let's see here, about 10 years ago, uh, I had gastric bypass surgery. I was at, on the day of my surgery, I was 552 pounds. Um, Keep in mind, I had to lose some weight to have the surgery. So, gosh, I, I would approximate that I was maybe over 570. So, uh, you know, after the surgery, I got down to uh, 276 pounds was my all-time low. Um, it was only a one-day time I saw that uh, after a big strenuous mountain bike ride. Uh, for me, uh, 276 is, is, you might as well call that anorexia for me. Uh, because that's that's t that's tiny. That is super tiny for me. Uh, and then, uh, man, I just started messing up here and there, adding things that I shouldn't be doing, uh, foods that I shouldn't be eating in my life. And uh, man, it seemed like relatively quickly uh, I was into the three hundreds, and I was back into the four hundreds, and uh, about about sixteen, sixteen, almost seventeen months ago, uh, I, I I had enough, and I I. I I said, you know, I, I have to do something about this. Uh, I was my, I'm approximating my weight to be over, to be 450. Uh, I know it was at least that because I, I had a doctor's appointment and I maxed out their scale at 450 pounds. So I can't tell you, I can't tell you my true weight. Uh, I tried to have the gastric bypass again, but I was declined nonstop. Uh, this insurance will no longer cover it. And, uh, uh, just I chalked it up to that's that's how my life is going to end. I'm going to eat myself to death, and and uh, and I was fortunate enough to hear uh, a podcast with Vinny Tortorich and his NSNG, and I said, "Well, I'll give this one last try, but I'm not expecting anything." And fast forward now, here we are, 16, almost 17 months, and I'm down 170 pounds or so. Well, that that is a, a wild roller coaster of a journey, man. <laughs> like first, yeah, I mean, like you know, I know, I I know the ups and downs myself, and like it's it can be pretty intense. And so let's 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 dive back into where things come from for you. So you said you were you were always a big guy. You grew up, you know, as as a bigger kid, bigger than your dad by the time you were thirteen. Like was. Do you, like how do you define your relationship with food back then? Like what was that like for you? Were you because uh, I, I know we all, a lot of us end up around the same size, but we get there on different roads. Like where, right. where did that come from for you? You know, I, I, even like throughout high school, for example, uh, well, just to give you an idea, I, at 13, 13 years old, maybe 14 years old, I started wrestling and I had to lose eight pounds to meet the maximum weight for the heavyweights, which was 255. So, uh, but, uh, I was always, in, I mean, I was fat. Don't, don't get me wrong. I was fat, but I was very, very healthy, very athletic kid, uh, good athlete and everything like that. Um, you know, and uh, I was just, you know, very much the stereotypical meat potatoes kind of person. Uh, mom, I'm not blaming you on this, so don't take offense if you're listening to this podcast. But uh, um, um, she was, there, we, were, we very much came to, if you put it on your plate, you're finishing your food. So, uh I guess I did, I guess I was heavy handed and every time I put everything on my plate, but, uh, you know, it was right after high school, uh, to where, you know, I'm not eating at home so much. I can go buy myself some fast food garbage 
you know, and uh, it, it seemed like, you know, I hung out with some big dudes and there was almost like an eating competition sometimes. Like, you know, like, oh, you got a number two supersize. Well, I'll get a number two supersize with a, with a Big Mac, you know. And it was just, it was a lot of food and it was just trash food. I mean, just absolute garbage. Nothing that went into my mouth was, was worthwhile. Um, and then uh, I think where it really spiraled out of control was uh, because of my weight. I had, I, you know, naturally had injuries, for, you know, joints, uh, knee, whatever. Um, but I had, uh, I detached my Achilles tendon from my foot and, uh, that, that laid me up for, man, I think I was on a walking cane or on a cane for like nine months and my weight just skyrocketed at that time. Um, I would have to say in that nine month span, I put on well over a hundred pounds, probably more like 150, 180 pounds. And it, it was, and was that the time that was that what brought you to where you were at your heaviest? Like where that, that was, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, it's pretty much there. I, I, I gained a little more, uh, you know, unfortunately as a fat guy, it's kind of like, okay, here's another year. And I put on this much more. Here's another year. I put on this much more. It's, it's not maintaining. It's not losing. It's just, let's see how little I could try to gain this year. And it, it just, you know, yeah. It just got out of control. And to be honest with you, when I was looking into having gastric bypass the first go around, you know, I was well past weighing on any scales. You know, I I maxed out doctor scales, I maxed out home scales. So when I went to get weighed at the gastric, the surgeon's office, and I stepped on and saw five fifty two or at whatever it was at that time, I was I was in shock. I'm not. I was like, there's no freaking way I weigh five hundred and some odd pounds. And they said, you know, I'm sorry, but this is not an uncommon reaction. You, you do weigh this. Mm. Yeah, they're like the their gravity is doesn't lie. You know, <laughs> right, yeah. you know the the scale works. We calibrated it earlier this month. Don't worry. Um, yeah. But so so I I guess because as someone who was over five hundred pounds, like what was life like for you at your heaviest? Like were you because I know there there are some people like I I guess l- let me not sound like a stammering idiot for a second. There are there are some people that get over five hundred pounds and like I could barely stand, I could barely walk. There are some people that we've talked to, like I, I've talked to on the show, uh, like my friend Frank, who was well over five hundred pounds and working in a kitchen on his feet twelve hours a day. Like, what was oh, wow. life like for you at that size? Uh, for the longest time, uh, I would try to stay ignorant to it. I would just try to live my life like normal and. Um, you know, I was, I'm a big motorcycle guy and I try to ride motorcycles. I'm like, I'll tell you what, I need to write letters to those people, those brands that I own. Cause they made one heck of a bike that didn't collapse underneath me because, cause I mean, I just was destroying these bikes, you know, but then, uh, you know, I remember, I remember one time, for example, is when I really started noticing how badly it was affecting my life as my brother, uh, my dad and I, and his best friend, we went to a, a race out in, uh, in California, out in Laguna Seca. And we had a walk from the parking lot to the track. It was, uh, say, a half-mile walk. And I was just literally choking. I could not breathe. You know, it was just killing me. And what should have been, what should have been a 10-minute walk was like a 30, 40-minute walk because I had to stop and take a break. T- you know, and you don't want to look like an idiot. So you kind of like, oh, I got to take a bathroom break. Oh, I got to, you know, so you're just making up excuses. And, you know, just, and then just said the things like, oh, let's go to, you know, like your bunch of friends want to go out to eat and you're, you're in the back of your mind freaking out thinking, okay, man, is this, where are we going to go? Can this chair hold me? Can I fit in a booth here? Um, you know, flying was out of the option because I would squash anyone near me. Uh, and it just got to the point where every aspect of my life became an ordeal and became an issue. And I, for the most part, other than going to work, became really a homebody. Uh, I can't say it was like a depression or nothing. It's just I just didn't want to deal with it. It was just easier to be home or be at, be at work. And uh, I became just super sedentary because I just don't want to have to deal with all that crap. Well, I think that makes sense. Like, And this is something I think some people don't understand. Like, When you get that big, you build your life to accommodate yourself living at that size. Like right, absolutely. You, start to, you start to figure out. So your normal starts to become, you know, those patterns of just going to work and going home. Whereas, right. you know, to that, that person that's going out all the time to them, that might sound maddening, but 
when you're when you're living in that body, you know, and you know what where your comfort is and where your safety is, like you just start to build those things because the human the human brain is really resilient. Like we can we can handle a lot. Like I think that's one of the things too that people don't like when when I've had people say to me like how do you how do you let yourself get that big like you it's not as wild as you think like it's not like every day you're making a decision like okay today I'm going to be 550 pounds like it really just is this is my normal this is my life so my my next real question for you then is like you started you you got it you I don't Am I having Saturday morning voice? I don't know what's going on for me today. Like I am literally like I'm, I'm stammering over myself today, Scott. I apologize. You're fine. You're what fine. I want to find out. What I want to find out is so you made the decision uh, to have. So was it the what was the surgery that you ended up having? Was it the gastric bypass or, or which uh, which I've, surgery did yes, you specifically I'm to, have? I'm trying to go off a of memory, which I'm, I have a horrible memory, but uh, I want to I want to I want to say it was like a ruin Y or something like that, or is that I, I I could be that, that could be a complete lie for all I know, but uh, but I it was where they actually separate part of the stomach, you know, shrink it and kind of set it, and then also bypass a lot of intestine as well. Mm, which is what I think that surgery is. And okay, realistically, okay, re- realistically, no one listening is going to have access to your medical records, so we're going to go with that. <laughs> right. And okay. we're, we're just gonna we're, we're gonna put that out there. So, wh- what brought you to that decision and? I mean, well, obviously, I think it's, you know, what your, how your life was and kind of seeing, like, had you tried other diets before that? Like, what led you to the gastric bypass specifically? Yeah, I, I've tried, and you name it, and I tried it. Uh, Weight Watchers, uh, replacement shakes, uh, working out a lot. Uh, I even, when I was like 18 years old, uh, even tried steroids thinking that that would solve all my problems. And that, that just made me, that just made me an angry fat guy. And, uh, you know, it didn't do anything for me. I think I just didn't put the work in, but you know, it was desperation, which is what it was. Uh, and I'm not condoning any of that, but, uh, um, then I, I did, I, I did Atkins and this is, this is pre keto days or anything like that. Um, and I, I would say Atkins gave me the best success, but then again, I lost, I don't know, maybe 65 pounds and I replaced it with that and then some. So, yeah, it, it was. I tried everything, and I was just kind of like, I just kind of threw my arms up, saying, "Well, I, I, I got nothing I can do." And uh, it was, I think, it was encouragement from my family, saying, "Hey, you know, I, I was working for my family at the time, and um, you know, my fam- my my dad or my parents said that, you know, why don't you look into getting this done? You know, we'll we'll, we'll cover you while you're out and everything like that." And uh, Definitely was grateful for that, and I'm not bashing the gastric bypass because it has had success for many many people. Um, but uh, it, it just unfortunately, I had other issues that was never addressed uh, uh, with it, you know. So, but yeah, so I had the gastric bypass um, with incur- from encouragement from my my family. And that's and, and you start you started to kind of hit on what I think really is the real question that I want to ask about that experience for you, man, because there are, like you said, there are some people that have gastric bypass and are incredibly successful. And there are some people that have the surgery and find themselves right back where they were when they started. Mm-hmm. What do you think what do you, what do you think were the reasons that it ended up not being a success for you? Like what were those issues that you didn't address? Uh, 100% was, uh, I was never mentally fixed. I, I didn't know how to eat properly and I didn't know where my, where my weaknesses were with eating, uh, the surgery, you're going to lose weight no matter what. I mean, it was, it's medically made where you cannot, but lose weight, but then you're going to get to a point where you could start really messing it up. And I did like, um, you know, I had to take a psych evaluation, but this, this kind of sounds weird, but being a fat guy we're good actors. We, 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 we pretend we're, we pretend we're happy. We're pretending all this crap and everything's great. And in reality, deep down inside, we're hurting and, and we're up, we're sad and everything like that. So we put on a, a, a brave face and I knew what the, I think because of that acting experience from being fat, I knew what to tell the psychologist or the, uh, the, when they did the psych about uh, what they wanted to hear so I can get my sign off and have the surgery. And I remember there was one day, it was a big red flag. I, 
and I've never thought I was an emotional eater whatsoever. I had never even believed in all that. And uh, I would say it was probably two months after my gastric, I had a hard day at work and I was stressed. And I left work and it was like I was just hypnotized. I literally pulled into a Wiener Central parking lot and went to go to the drive through And I was like, man, I can't even do anything here. What do I do? Why am I here? I can't even eat one thing here. And I was like, man, I wonder if I'm an emotional eater, you know? And kind of just put that, you know, on the back burner, didn't really think any further of it. But then I, then I just never learned what I should be eating. And I just pushed my limitations of like, okay, I wonder if I could try this. Oh, I wonder if I could try this. Oh, I wonder, you know, and sure enough, all of my bad habits just started to get reincorporated back into my life. And it's funny because I remember at different points, I looked at uh, the surgeries. Like I, you know, just I, I'm I'm a chicken when it comes to medical stuff, so I never actually kind of took those steps. But I remember once being on a going into one of the forums, and there was an entire thread of what to say at your psych evalu your psych evaluation to get passed. Oh, geez, that's like, that's that's was, scary. Yeah, it might have been on a Reddit forum or one of those places, but it it was like kind of like not. It, it obviously wasn't on like a weight loss surgery forum where was you know open with doctors on it and everything because clearly people don't want people don't want that being discussed openly but it was like hey you know they're gonna these are the things they're gonna ask you about make sure these are the answers that you give and i've i've and i've actually talked to people over time that were like well yeah you know i i knew if i was 100 percent honest that they would probably not pass me but i felt so desperate and you know felt so cornered that I felt like I needed to give them the answers they wanted so that I could get the approval, which I think speaks to, which I think speaks to the urgency and like that desperate fear that sometimes people are place or people are in when they, when they choose options. And like, like you learned, it can, it can not have a great result in the end. Like you can run into problems again and you can find your weight coming back. And what was it like mentally for you when the weight did start coming back? Like you, you made this, you know, you, you've had the surgery done and you made what was supposed to be this lasting big change and you see that going away. Cause I know I, I went through obviously a rapid weight gain that I've talked about before on, on this show. And I know what that was like for me, but I'm wondering if you like, when you see your weight going back into the three hundreds to the four hundreds, like what was, what was that like for you? It, it was, man, it was pretty devastating. It just, I just kind of chalked it up to, oh, great, another, another failure of mine, you know, it just, just really defeated me. Uh, I remember, I remember. I, I mean, I was watching it go up and I remember the time I stepped on the scale and it could no longer read me and I was just like, crap, here we, here we are again. I freaking did it again. I mean, man, what am I, you know, what am I going to do now? I'm just, I just, I was at a loss. I just, yeah, I, I felt weak. I felt I was disappointed. I was embarrassed. You know, you name every negative emotion you can come up with. I was, I was that way. And I just was just defeated was the best way I could put it. And, you know, I, I, yeah, at a loss, hopeless, hopeless was a big one. Um, you know, I, I, be, I, I pretty much, I, I figured that the gastro bypass was the, the ultimate solution. I mean, I, I, I pulled the miracle card and got the gastro bypass and nothing can, nothing beyond that can help you, you know, in my mind, and I, that was my emergency. And, now I mess that up, so there was no other options. I was done. I think I think that makes sense. I mean, the surgery. I mean, let's be realistic. Like, the surgery is invasive, and it's a physical change to your body. So I, I think in our heads we think, you know, this this is it. This is the ultimate tool. This is right. the you know, if, if this resort. doesn't work, yeah, if this doesn't work, then there's literally nothing that'll work. Exactly. And you, you said that you tried to have it done again and, and were, you know, the insurance wasn't going to approve it and they weren't going to let you go through that. So take us, take us to how you go from this hopeless place to, you know, was it, was it Vinny's podcast yourself that you heard or was he on another show? Like, how did you discover NSNG and like, where did that come into play for you, man? Yeah, so he was on a, a podcast that I listened to. I cannot remember if it was the uh, Adam Carolla show or uh, the Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla show. Uh, I listened to them both, so it was, it was on one or the other. But I had uh, been kind of looking into keto, but uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not bashing keto because I essentially do keto. But it was, I just know my character and my mentality on things, and it was a lot of prep, a lot of figuring things out. And I'll be honest. 
I still don't even know what the heck a macro is, but I, I, I just, you know, so I'm just like, man, I'm going to fail. I'll try this and I'm going to fail in two days. I just can't do this. It's just, I'm going to give up. And I just said, okay, well, here we go. I'm just going to, I'm just going to basically keep doing this until I die. And, you know, um, not to be dramatic, but that's the truth. I'm just, I, I'm not, I'm not getting any younger and I'm not getting any healthier. Uh, so it just, and it would, the, the, so I was looking into the keto thing and it just, I just knew I would fail. And, um, <clears throat> I think what the big turning point was, uh, and the, the timing worked out perfectly was I was outside playing with my daughters. I have three little girls and my baby who was really young at the time, uh, she ran off for the street and thank God not to sound dramatic. She, we don't live on a busy street, so there was no, no danger of traffic, but I, I went to go after her and I could not get up out of the chair fast enough or catch up to, and walk at a fast enough pace to get her. And I'm like, man, my health is actually massively affecting my kids and my family. I can't even do simple things of playing with my kids and I can't do the ultimate thing of what my, the fa- a father should be able to do and that's protect my kids. And I felt just massively guilty. And I, I, I want to say it was literally a day or two later, Vinny's on the podcast and I'm very much a rule follower. And when, when he's saying, uh, you know, it's a, you know, download my free PDF and, uh, it'll, it'll tell you what do not, what to look out for, what don't you eat, what you can eat. And I was like, okay, well, that's kind of more my wheelhouse. I, you know, just tell me what I can't do and I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. And, uh, I really stuck with it and, uh, really did what he said. You know, I, I didn't dabble at all. I just, you know, he's mentioned before, you know, I think it was something like the first two or three weeks, you know, just follow it to the T and get the, the withdrawals, go through the withdrawals and get all that garbage out of your system and you will lose the cravings. And 100%, that is true. I, 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 I and I lost the cravings there. And I also started this in uh, mid October or the end of October, uh, I think 2018. And with the intentions of, knowing I'm going into the holidays and all the treats are coming up and everything like that. And if I could not mess up through this time after that, it's going to be a piece of cake. Well, no, no pun on words, but, uh, but it it should be easy from here on out. And I don't, I don't know why, because I don't have willpower, man, but it has not been difficult. It's just, um, I, it's now have, it's just become life for me now. It's just become a normal way of life. It's just habit. Uh, I, I fixed or Vinny fixed for me, uh, what was never fixed in the first place. And that is my mindset and the way I think of food and what, uh, what is approved, what is allowed. Cause I, I was prior eating everything that I was told was healthy and lo and behold, I was consuming stuff that is not great for me, you know, with, with, uh, with, you know, so I just, I just found, and I'm not saying this is the diet for everybody. I'm saying I found what worked for me. And I think that's the key for everybody. Um, you know, and I'm not, when I, when I, and I love spreading the word about NSNG and I love spreading the word about DDP yoga, which I hope we'll talk about. Um, but, um, uh, I don't tell you this is the only way you can do it. I'm just saying, Hey, you might want to look at this. This is what worked for me. For sure, man. And, and it's interesting because that was one of the things I think that that drew me to your, you know, obviously not just your seeing your your massive success, but also, you know, seeing NSNG pop out. Because for me, Vinny's book, Fitness Confidential, was one of the first things I read when I came around to this this version of my journey, like, you know, my my success this time around. And it was what I started with. And I think, you know, I had a very similar mindset. Like I, I was looking into keto. I had read some keto books as well. and. I was getting lost in the math and getting lost in like that, the chaos of it and needed something that was a little simpler for me to start with, but also had structure. And I think that's one of the, one of the great things. And like for those people, because one of the things I do want to do is like, I don't think we've ever really dove on this show into what NSNG actually means um, and what Vinny, you know, kind of talks about. So if we could take a minute or two, like, so NSNG is no sugars, no grains. Like, can you take us into what that actually means? in terms of what you're eating and kind of how you, what you how you approach food? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and, uh, just, a a, sh- a plug for Vinny. I, I mean, I get nothing off of this, of course, but, uh, on Amazon prime, he has his fat, his fat, a documentary really 
great information on there and really kind of helps uh, explain the situation. But uh, so yeah, NSNG, no sugar, no grains. Uh, it just literally that, uh, you know, you can have some fruits, but it's just all about, uh, you know, good fats, proteins, no carbs, no grains, or not no carbs, but very low carbs, no grains. And then just uh, it's foods that really fuel your body well. And also, uh, you know, we've I, I grew up in the era of no fat, no fat, no fat. And now that I'm incorporating fat in my life, it's amazing how much more full you get and how it satiates you for the whole for the day. Like, um, I, I can't tell you how many, and I still do this by habit. I'll, I'll make a dish and then I'll be like, oh, okay, there I'm, I'm good. And I made twice as much as what I really eat. I can't even consume it because the fat and just the quality of food. Just when I say quality, I mean like the protein and like the the, the nutrient dense foods that you're eating fill you up so much better. So like, um, I would I eat a lot of eggs. Uh, I eat a lot of chicken, uh, turkey, you know, beef, protein, just all proteins all the way around. Uh, yeah, I mean, I eat, I consume a ton of eggs because they're just so darn easy. Uh, hard cheeses are good, uh, you know, and I'll do I'll do veggies too. Uh, you know, nothing starchy, no potatoes, but I do greens primarily: zucchini, squash, cucumbers. Uh, y- you know, I, I use a what's that little tool I got called a, a zoodler or whatever. It, makes like little noodle looking things. Uh, so I'll do, you know, like a protein and like a, like a sauce with heavy cream or cheese and put it on a, a bunch of zoodled out noodle or zoodled vegetables to make like a pasta, uh, you know, that contains no carbs and it fills you up. It tastes good. And it's just, it's, again, it's not hard. It is just reconfiguring what you think on food. That's all it is. And I, I love when you listen to Vinny talk about it, like when, especially when he does like a Q&A or like even kind of gets it, or even if you follow his Twitter and someone will be like, can I eat this on NSNG? And he's like, well, does it, is it, does it have sugar? Or is it a grain? <laughs> right. But like, <laughs> and, and it seems simple. And for some people. And, and like, I, I think it, in, in some ways, it's also like with gastric bypass, like there's ways to trick the program. Mm-hmm. You know, there's obviously ways to, you know, kind of out eat a program or something along those lines if you want to do that. But if it's something that ends up work, like you when you start to realize how satiating these foods can be and you start to see the great results you can get, like it, it almost becomes motivating to like find things that actually kind of fit into what you're doing. And you start to look less for the tricks and more for the foods that are actually satisfying yourself. And for me, it worked for, it worked for a long time. And like, it, it was the template that I followed, you know, for the first leg of my journey. And eventually I ended up, I ended up being one of those people that, you know, started to try to out eat what I was doing and, you know, kind of fell into some of my old patterns and ended up, you know, getting a little more into a tracking mode. But I think there's, there's something powerful there. Like it's, it's similar in some ways, you know, to, someone who goes who goes from like eating the standard american diet to eating like a paleo type diet like when you start to take away all of those processed added ingredient foods those kind of chemical frankenstein foods and just start eating like real whole ingredients like where you can name you can you don't need you don't even need a label to figure out what's it, what you're eating because you know what the food is like you start to find that there's a a greater sense of satisfaction from that food and especially when you're making it yourself like that there's so many different factors that go into play i think agreed and, and what i like about it too is when he because he helps you identify what's what we should not be consuming and like he has that list i think there's what like 62 66 different names for sugar basically that you get tricked into and everything like that so i like the education there so when you look at the food labels on what we should be eating on an nsng diet it's funny how simple and how few ingredients there are on the list. That's I always get a kick out of that. It's like, oh, where's the rest of the ingredients here? Oh, it's only three ingredients. Okay, cool. I just, I just, I just enjoyed that. I enjoyed the simplicity of it, basically. No, and and obviously it's something that you're thriving at. So, it it it's driving you and and giving you some success. And I I think that's great. Like I I think it's really it shows some real great thought. You know, when you were talking about it, you were saying like, you know, you're someone that responds to rules. You know, you're someone that, you know, that that draws you, you draw your strength from there. Like you're able to kind of 
move yourself forward when you've got that structure. And this gives you that structure in a way that is allowing you to see success. So I, I think it's great that you can find that. And there's a, there's a lot of things that you started to talk. <laughs> it's funny because I'm sitting here with like my mental Rolodex of all the things that I want to talk about with you, man. And one of the things that I do want to get into before we get too far away from it is what you talked about, you know, being a dad and your experience, you know, being a dad who was dealing with weight issues like this, like what is, what is life like for you now? Like as a father, like then like being in that headspace of seeing, you know, thank God that nothing happened to your daughter running towards the street, obviously. But just being in that mental headspace for that moment of like, I couldn't have gotten there. Like, you know, if something had happened, you know, I would have, because of what I'm doing to myself, this would have happened. And now, you know, you're down, you know, over 170 pounds. Your life is clearly changing. Like, what is it like now when you're interacting with your kids? Like, how do, what is that experience like for you? It, it is massively more fulfilling. Uh, right off the bat, just emotionally, uh, like I said before, being heavier. I'm not saying that you can't be happy at all. I'm not saying that whatsoever, but there's always an underlying, yeah, I guess like an underlying negative feeling because it's almost like it's almost like you know your demise is getting closer because of your health. I don't know. It's just like a subconscious feeling I always had. Um, and I can never really, it seems like I could just never really enjoy the moment fully. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's a stupid thing, but that's that's how I felt. But yeah, so there, there's that. I seem like I'm, I feel like I'm happier now, but uh, also just the little things like where my my girls will say, you know, like do want to play dolls on the floor, not you know, sit with me on the floor, play with me on the floor, or do this. And before it was a big deal. I wasn't comfortable, with, you know. I mean, I can get on the floor, but my goodness, getting off the floor, uh, you know, I'm gonna have to schedule this. Uh, I'm gonna have to schedule an appointment to get this sorted out. You know, it's gonna take take so long. Um, and then, like, uh, like my girls are at the ages where they're starting to learn how to ride bikes, and you know, I'm I'm able to run with them, you know, stay up with them, help them ride, the, help them learn how to do it. Instead of like, here it is, good luck. I can't do anything to help you, you know. Uh, so uh, then, and then just I'll give another example. We just recently had a, for my two oldest girls a daddy daughter dance at school, and I've done it before, and. I would, you know, let's dance, let's dance, let's dance. And it was hard for me because I could, it was only good for a, a, a very little amount of movement and uh, for like a short, short amount of time. And uh, this last one you just went to a couple of weeks ago, I think I was probably annoying them more than, than anything saying, Hey, you want to dance? Let's go dance. Oh, I want to dance with my friends. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm able to participate more in, in their life and uh, more of what they do. And like, I, I, I coach soccer for one of my girls and uh you know it just there, now i don't have uh any hang-ups or limitations of being more involved in her life there's something intrinsic like you, you hit on it like when you said like uh you know a father's duty is to protect you know is to protect his his family and to now feel like you're in a place where you can do that has to just be another driving force behind keeping you going and keeping you on the right path you need to be on this time. Like it just, I can't help but see that as a motivation. Right. I, I definitely feel like I'm fulfilling my role as a father better now. Um, you know, I, I, emotionally, I, I've always been there for him, uh, but I, I feel like I'm, 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 I'm thinking, I feel like I'm checking off more of the, 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 the points of what a father should be. I, I feel like I'm just, an all around better father. And I'm not saying being heavy, you're not a good father. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I am just more all around, a more involved, more active, better father, I think, for them now. I think that makes complete sense, man. And yeah. in addition, in addition, I mean, like, and that's like, I don't want anyone listening, like, especially someone out there who's listening, who's heavier and is thinking, oh, they're on here bashing me, you know, as a parent or anything along those lines. That's not at all really what we're talking about. Like, we're no. talking about the, the reality, like, and, and there are realities that parents deal with for many different issues, you know, like for many different reasons. And some of them are within your control and some of them are not within your control. And I think this gets into one of them that, that you, you were able to make an impact on. Like, right. if, if there was someone who had, you know, 
degenerative arthritis and couldn't get up out of a chair fast enough. Like we're not saying, well, because you can't do that, you know, you're a bad parent, you know, like that's right. not at all what's being said. But if you're sitting there saying that, I mean, let's, let's be realistic. Like, let's be blunt. Like if you're choosing food over, you know, your mobility, like, are you then choosing, you know, that experience? Like, are you choosing the experience of the food over what you can give to other people? Like I, 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 I'm not a parent. I'm not, you know, in that, that place, but I know that was a huge motivating factor for me when I realized that, you know, my family needed me and needed me to be able to do things like physically needed me to be able to go up and downstairs and take care of things for them. And I had been choosing food over them, over them and over those situations. And I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a big realization when you come to the impact that that behavior, because like we had said earlier, like, it becomes your normal, you know, 500 pounds becomes your normal, like that small, that, that sedentary life becomes what you accept as your day-to-day -day normality. And then when you actually have those moments where you realize what it's preventing you from doing or what it's keeping you from, that can be, that can be like a shock. And it can be something that, you know, affects you in a positive way or affects you in a negative way. And it's something that, you know, can be hard for people to process. Yes, exactly. I agree. And you've, you've not just, you know, NSNG has been a, an amazing tool for you on your journey. But as you said, there's another tool that's come into play that I think has a lot to do with creating some great routine and some structure for you again. And that's the DDP yoga. Right. How did you discover, how did you discover that? And like, how did that become a part of your life? So my brother, Josh, uh, he, he got into it. I didn't really know anything about it. The reason why he got into it was that uh, he is a uh, super muscular, very strong, pretty jacked dude. And uh, he was losing mobility badly because he, he was just so muscular and it was frustrating him. And he has a fairly physical job and it was limited. Uh, it was making his job difficult uh, because of his lack of mobility. And he heard about, I don't know where he heard about it, but he heard about DDP yoga. And I, I'm familiar with who DDP is, but He's like, he started doing it and he's like, oh, you should give it a try. And I'm like, man, dude, come on. Yoga. I'm not, I'm not doing yoga. You know me better than that. Why would you even bring up yoga to me? And uh, then I started seeing that his muscles went from being uh, bulky and big and to long and lengthy muscles and more of a leaner figure, basically. And his mobility just kind of went, you know, crazy in a, in a positive way. And so I bought the DVDs and I owned them for a year. I never pressed play once. I never even put one of them in. And uh, then uh, we moved uh, from California to Texas and I lost them in the move and I bought them again. And I, my, my cheapness, I think, uh, superseded everything. And I said, man, I'm not paying for these twice. I'm not doing anything with them. And I had I just started uh, the, the NSNG and I was starting to feel pretty good. Um, and I said, what the heck? Let's just see what this is about. And uh, I was noticing, because I have a desk job, so I'm super sedentary, that my back was always hurting. My shoulders were always hurting. And I'm thinking, man, why, why am I hurting and I do nothing at all? This is ridiculous. And I attribute it, I attribute it from not, you know, from being so sedentary. So I just started doing the yoga. And I want to say within two weeks, my posture was changing and my, my aches and pains were going away and my body just started moving like it should and uh, a benefit from NSNG is that it's an anti-inflammatory diet. Then you compound DD, DDP yoga with it. Uh, you know, you start getting your, your, your joints working and, you know, getting all the you know, tissues breaking up nice and loose. And then you're stretching out these muscles and tendons. And, man, I, I'll tell you what, it, it is I – could, I could contort my body like a fat guy should not be able to do. It, it's, it's, just the, it's just the greatest feeling. It's just, um, I, I liken it to if, if anyone's ever gone to a chiropractor or got a good massage, when you leave, you just feel like so much, you feel like someone sprayed your body with WD-40. Like every joint feels like it moves, moves freely and properly. And it's literally every time I do my yoga, it, I feel that way. And, um, it just, just basic functions of life are so much more simple because of it. And, and man, I, it's just been a, uh, a, a huge benefit. And uh, on a side note, uh, this past Tuesday, 
I received a phone call from Diamond Dallas Page saying that he's seen me on the internet and he congratulated me and said good job and kind of an attaboy and I mean good good golly holy Toledo that's that was a, an amazing phone call I mean I'm like man are you you got the wrong number or something because why I'm nobody why are you calling me you know so that's just super cool to to see that you know get a recognition from him too so thank you there yeah that's awesome because I I saw you post about that and I was actually going to ask about it because I think that's that's pretty incredible and like you know, for those so for those people who are just listening to this episode first, I, I did another episode with someone who was really who really is found some great success with the DDP yoga with the Diamond Dallas Page yoga, and that's Chase Green, and he also has had has made some connections with with DDP, and like I think it's just amazing as a person that like because you look and especially if you're a wrestling fan, like you see kind of the glitz and glamour and the, the kind of the the, the flash of, of that side of his life, but. He has really, you know, found a passion for bringing, you know, this resource to people that yeah. is is changing changing lives in ways that is just really phenomenal. Like it's funny because you you don't I don't even think you normally associate yoga with big people or with people that are losing weight or anything right. along those lines. Right. But this the sheer number it, for me, I just chuckle because the sheer number of dudes I'm coming across that started out, you know, at these really heavy weights really get into his this yoga program and are are changing their lives and their bodies and really amazing like i i use the word amazing a lot on this show because it's kind of my cliche and my tagline but there's just some amazing things happening for people and i i think it's 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 almost like you discovered like the perfect storm for yourself you know the the the, the, the nsng yeah yeah, like the anti-inflammatory diet and then the throw the yoga in and you found like this incredible synergy that is really just becoming this force for change in in your life, man. And like, we're you're getting close to getting below where you were with your gastric bypass. Is that is that right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, again, I'm by no means small. I, I'm I'm small for myself, but I'm not small for convention conventional thought. Um, I'm I'm two eighty three, uh, and my lowest I ever saw with gastric bypass, I said was two seventy six. So I'm I'm knocking on its door. And I'll tell you what, man, I'm, I'm not too emotional of a guy, but uh, um, when I see 275 on that scale, it's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be pretty emotional for me because I'll feel, I'll feel for the first time in my life that when it comes to weight loss, I did it. I had success with, with my own merits. It wasn't a surgery that did it for me. I beat, I beat gastric bypass. That's how I'm going to feel. And, uh, I'm just so excited about seeing that scale that that day, and and, and I'm I'm gonna flip out and go bonkers. So if you have if you follow me on social media and you don't want to hear it, you might want to delete me pretty quickly because uh, I'm not I'm not gonna shut up about it for a while. Oh, and I don't think you should, man. Like I, I think they're really, I, because I I've been in that place. You know, I I went from 540 to 210, and then back up to 480, and when I crossed 210 again. Like, I honestly, I think I cried for two days, like, because it seemed impossible. Like, I know what it means to be back in that place. And, it, you know, you're in that hopeless place. You feel like it's not going to happen again. And now you're, you're getting, you're so close to that moment. Like, I think you have to celebrate it. Like, I think you have to let that emotion out because I, it, it won't just be a catharsis for you having crossed that line, because obviously it will be like, it, it'll be a huge, you know, mental block that, that you're jumping through and like, you know, tra- lane you're traveling through. I don't know what words I should use, but for other people out there that are sitting in that same place, like, because the sheer, let's be realistic. Like statistically, we know that people that are losing massive amounts of weight are gaining those massive amounts of weight back. Like success stories are rare, sadly. Like, and a lot of times it's, people are in that hopeless place. And I think when someone is able to re not just reclaim that success, but kind of smash through it again, like there's, there's something really powerful there. And, and so I look forward to seeing it celebrate on every channel that you're on, man, you know, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all of them, Facebook, like you need to, you know, shout it from the rooftops, like that, that's something that you've done. And like, so that answers because one of my questions was like, I was going to ask, like, do you think you're going to be able to get past that barrier? And it sounds like you're, you know, you're going to, yeah, like, I, absolutely. I, I'm sure you're going to like, 
where where are your where are your eyes set though? Like, do you have goals set up now? Like, how do you define those those pieces of your life? Like, do you set goals for yourself? Are you not like someone that really kind of sets definitive things? Well, I do set goals, and um, I, I think what has helped me with my weight loss right now is I I'm setting small attainable goals at a time instead of looking at the big picture because. I tried looking at the big picture before and it just seemed so far away that it was like, what's the point? And so like when I started in SNG and I was assuming I was losing weight because I was following it, I just wasn't seeing anything on the scale because nothing weighed me. And I just said, I'm going to keep doing this until I see a number on the scale. And I saw a number on the scale and I was like, oh my gosh, this, this is working. Okay. Now I want to see, now I want to see a three in front of my weight. And then I saw a three in front of my weight. And then, you know, just kind of small, just small goals so you can see the the light at the end of the tunnel you know so but my ultimate goal it's it's kind of funny because uh uh, diamond dallas page asked me the same thing and it caught me off guard because i don't i've never been a normal weight for an adult so i don't i i don't know what my real weight's supposed to be and then again um i also don't want to be that small which i don't think will ever be uh, a worry or mine that i'd have to have but um so I just threw a kind of a random number and I, I, man, I think in a perfect world, I would love to see 245, um, which, which is not small, but for me would be ridiculous. I, 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 I mean, I mean, that would just be phenomenal, but you know, uh, the, the, the fact of the matter is when you've been up and down in weights so dramatically, like I have, or you have, or a lot of people and, and, uh, while I'm saying this, I don't want to deviate too much, but yeah, I chase green with that guy. Holy cow anybody listening to this pod has checked that guy out. He's amazing. Big encouragement. But um, anyhow, I'm sorry. I, did, I didn't want to rabbit trail too much there. But uh, Oh, no, um, it's okay. It's okay, man. So uh, I have a lot of excess skin, and it's you can only do so much to help it. Uh, so I don't know if 245 is attainable with or without skin removal. Uh, I'm just going to keep doing this until it seems like I've hit my – you know, until the, it seems like the weight loss has pumped its brakes and I'm not going anywhere. And then I'll assume that's when skin removal needs to get taken care of. Uh, yeah, I just don't really know, uh, if that 245 is with or without skin being removed or not. Um, and heck, if I can see lower than that, if my true weight is lower than that, cool. But, um, how I was telling you, I'm, 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 I'm making small goals at a time. My, 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 my next goal is to get below gastric bypass, so 275. My next goal from that would be the 245. So, so yeah, we'll see. Well, I think that makes complete sense, and I, I think it's a good way to frame it. Like, that is something that – because I think there's probably – there are people out there listening that didn't have as much weight to lose and haven't been through the ups and downs, and that hear you say 245, and they're like, come on. Yeah. You know, come on. 245, really, dude? But – you don't know until you're actually in that body, you know, what it means in terms of like, because like, let's like, I, for a long time set for myself, like I spent a year kind of hammering and saying, I'm going to see 199. You know, I want to, I want to get, I want to see a one in front of my weight. And then I reached a point with my weight loss where I realized that the only way I was going to see 199 was to go into some kind of intensive bodybuilding style, you know, almost dehydrating myself cut to see that number. And I would see that number for five minutes, probably, and then take a deep, take a deep breath on a humid day, and it would go away. <laughs> right. You know, like, it's, it's not like, like, I like that you're saying, like, what your true weight is. Like, so for me, what I realized was, wait a minute, you know, I'm happy with where my body is. I like the clothes that I'm fitting into. I like how I move. I'm healthy. You know, I'm, I'm not in danger of, of not waking up in the morning anymore. Like maybe where I'm, where I'm at right now is okay. You know, where I'm at right now is a place I can thrive. And I think it's, it's a realistic thing to think about, you know, the amount of skin that we have on our bodies and whether you're going to have skin removal or not is like a whole, a whole nother, you know, discussion, I think for people, but like, it's okay to, to strive for a goal, but also be realistic at the same time. And it doesn't mean that you're quitting. It doesn't mean you're quitting on yourself when you're like, yeah, I am literally not going to cut pieces of my body off right now just to see a number on the scale. Like, let me, let me do, let, let, let a doctor do that if I want to have that done. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put myself through such intense mental punishment just to chase something. 
But on the on the flip side of that, I think there's it's good to have some of those realistic goals and to be excited about them. And like I have no doubts that we're gonna see you cross that that line past your previous low, man, and like see where what that experience is like for you. And you know, I'm just I'm really just pumped for you because I think it's it's gonna be well earned, you know. Everything that you've been through is adding up to you earning these moments. So I, I, I hope that you definitely appreciate them when they come. I do. Thank you very much. I appreciate the words. So, of course, Scott. And something something that I want to, you know, I feel like we've we've gone through a lot of your story. But something I want I want to get out, like, in terms of mindset is what is your, what are the lessons that you've taken away that you would give to someone who is either, you know, in that place you were at when you were beginning, you know, at your heaviest, or even more so, speak specifically to people that have gone through, like, the gastric bypass experience and then seen themselves not succeed. And what advice would you give to them to help them get back, you know, to get out of that hopeless place and, and get moving again? Uh, I always try to stay mindful of how good I felt when I had lost the weight and I try to, I try to remember like the physical freedoms I had, um, which really kind of pumped me to, to get it together. Um, but yeah, I just, like I did, like I was just speaking about, um, I think what helps is just to set the small, small goals. Don't overwhelm yourself with the big picture. Um, and just, just to, just to know that there's, there's more, there's just more uh, enjoyment and more life that could be had out there. And this is just not the end of it. Um, you don't have to be content with where you're at. Um, I, I'd never wanted to be the person that just complains and complains and complains and doesn't do anything about it. Um, you know, that just kind of seems, seems foolish to me. If I'm going to, if I'm going to be vocal about my unhappiness or with my unhappiness, with my weight, I'm going to do something about it, you know? Um, so yeah, just I mean, just trust yourself and trust that you can do it. Know you can do it, and just set small goals at a time. And and um, you know, just when you when you ever you attain the small goal, think back to focus on what you feel differently about. You know, okay, like what where do I see improvements, or where do I see just the smallest of gains? Um, you know, a different notch on a belt. Just really personally celebrate whatever little small victories you have. Um, and before you know it, what seems to be a couple small victories here and there add up to a, a big mess of victories and, and huge successes. I mean, it, I, I've said to people so many times that I, I, am, I have no willpower and I'm the least successful person with weight loss and somehow I'm doing it. And I'm nobody special. If I could do it, truly anybody else can do it. And that is honestly the main reason why I even have social media. Cause I can't stand social media and I have it to let people know that was in the same boat as I was that feel helpless and that there's no more hope for them that man. Okay. I, this guy did it. And, and again, I am not a successful person with this stuff. I've, and this is working. You could do it. I mean, I just want to encourage anybody to really give it a shot and, 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 and give, give themselves the benefit of the doubt instead of just doubting themselves constantly. And as someone on the outside of your journey, man, like I think, cause I, I, I have similar feelings myself. Like I, I do think there's, there's nothing special about being successful at saving your life, but there is something amazing to it. Like there is, there is some credit that needs to be given to you for the fact that you were able to stay in this fight and that, there are people that that aren't able to do that, and I I think though you're showing is that everyone could if they're willing, you know, to put themselves into a position and to keep looking for the right tools. And I think that's evident. Like you you tried some, you tried a lot of different things. Like you you went down a, di a lot of different roads, and you eventually found what clicked and what worked for you and what gave you, you know, the momentum and the you know that's. We, we all get, you know, you get this question, like, so Scott, you know, how do you get motivated every day to do this every day? Like, where does that motivation, if I was as motivated as you, I'd be successful. If I only had your motivation, like you and I both know that we have days that we're not motivated. Right. You know, Absolutely. there's, there's, there's days where we just don't want to do what we know what we need to do, but you do it anyway, you know, and it's more yes. about consistent, it's cons more about consistency than it is about 
having this font of magical, you know, bumper sticker like motivation that's pushing you. Like you have to be willing to pu- push yourself through the mud sometimes and you have to know that you're doing it for the right reasons and like you have have reclaimed a lot of parts of your life by doing this and I can't help but think, you know, that, that that'll continue to drive you forward. Appreciate it. I agree. And that's also why I have uh, another side side note of why I have social media is it's also uh, um, accountability for me. Uh, I feel like if, if I'm throwing it out there, I'm hoping ultimately to encourage others to that, that were in my situation. But I'm also kind of trying to pigeonhole myself here that like, you know, hey, I don't want to be that idiot that posts this and and you know, a year down the road, you're like, ah, see, I knew he was going to gain it all back. I, I, I want to, I want all these posts to be, oh, wow. Remember when he was there? Oh man, look at this now. You know, I, I want it to be a constant, you know, uh, uh, constant images of, of success. And, and, um, I'm just trying to, um, just trying to get myself in a spot where I, I, I don't want any failure, you know? Oh, for sure, man. I think that makes complete sense. So, you've talked about your social media, like Scott, you've got a couple different channels that you're on. Like how can people find you if they want, they're hearing your story today and they want to connect to you. Like, let's, let's talk about where they can find you because I know there's, there's a couple different channels that you're on. Yeah. So I do, um, I have Twitter and Instagram, all that stuff. So Twitter and Instagram, um, uh, you can, uh, it's less of me with NSNG. Um, and then I have a, a face group, a Facebook group page, which is rebuilding with bacon. Uh, it's a small page, but we're building, we're growing and just kind of like to put recipes on there for people that kind of follow the, the, the NSNG lifestyle. Um, and then, uh, <clears throat> I have a less of me with NSNG YouTube channel, uh, where it's super low budget, super hacky. Cause I don't, I'm, I'm 42 years old and I'm not understanding technology. I don't understand technology. So my nine-year-old daughter is the one that pretty much films everything, but I try to be real. I try to be truthful about what it's like, you know, to be heavy or what I'm going through. And then I'll try to post, uh, cause a lot, I get a lot of questions like, what do you eat? So I, I post some easy, simple recipes on there as well. Um, and then also, also like I just have a dedicated Yahoo, uh, which is less of me with NSNG at yahoo.com. Just, uh, I, like like I've said numerous times, I just if I can be an encouragement to somebody, I'm not saying my way is the way or or Vinny's way is the way, but it's working for me, and I can just share for you what has worked for me, and that's pretty much it. I I've been on all your channels. I didn't realize that I wasn't following you on Instagram, so I started doing that today. If you noticed that I popped up on on giving you giving you yeah, a I like wave, but <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because I literally was like, I feel like. Why have I not seen Scott on Instagram? I'm like, I know I, I, know I see you all the time. On, I, yeah, I see you all the time on Twitter. And like, I'm like, we talk on Twitter. And then I'm like, I feel like we, do I follow him on Instagram? So I did a search and I'm like, I don't even follow him on Instagram. Like, this is ridiculous. So I am subscribed to your YouTube channel though. And I would encourage people definitely to go check that out. You've got some really, you've got some great videos on there. And I, I understand feeling you know, as someone else in his 40s who's trying to get this technology thing figured out, like there's there's different things that happen, but you do some great work on there, man, and you really share some some of your strong emotions. So I, I think people will appreciate the realness that they're going to get when they uh, approach you on all those channels. Appreciate it. For sure, man. So, Scott, we've talked about a lot today, but is there anything that you weren't able to cover that you wanted to, to the audience of the Fat Guy Forum to hear from you today? Uh, I... I'd just probably like to end it with a, just a thank you to, you know, anyone that's been encouraging uh, to me, my parents, my brother, Josh, I uh, got some great friends in my life. Uh, you know, uh, I got Andy, Brian, uh, a guy here at my church, good buddy of mine, Jonathan. He's, he's a, he's a guy, he's my age. He's jacked. He's captain fitness and he's really been spreading some knowledge with me and I greatly appreciate that. And then, uh, um, Really encouraging folks at work. We got a walking group together that we walk a, a mile, uh, a mile t- uh, two times a day. We, so we do two miles a day, um, and uh, they've also been an encouragement. Um, my my walking buddies at work, James and Christina and Jennifer and, and Tina and everybody. So yeah, just just so many people. My, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get in trouble if I forgot my wife. Holy cow! Um, <laughs> thank you so much to my wife. Uh, she's 
she's been super encouraging. Um, and you know what? I, I, I kind of laughed about it the other day. I, I actually think I might've caught her checking me out the other day, which was pretty cool. Um, and, uh, you know, my kids, you know, they're, they're, they're excited too. So it's, um, yeah, just if I forgot anybody, I apologize, but it's just, thank you to everybody. That's been an encouragement. I got some great folks in my life. That's awesome, man. That gratitude is, is clearly deeply felt. And uh, I love you. You wanted to go to that place of sharing it. That's really awesome. So are you ready, Scott, for the, the last five questions of the day, the fat guy five? Sure, let's do it. Okay, so I'm going to throw at you five questions. I just want the first answer that pops into your head, man. Here we go. So up first, living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? Uh, John Candy. Do, do, do we want to do a why? Oh, uh, you can do a why, man. You can do a why just, if you want to. Sure. Just seem like not? an all-around good, good, funny guy. Just, yeah, John Candy. Oh, yeah. I'll go. There you go. I like John. You know, I, I like getting that answer. <laughs> up, up next, thinking about your heavier days, man, what was your quintessential fat guy meal? Uh, Mexican food and a lot of it. Mm. There we go. I think that's there's there's a lot of a lot of grains in the involved so oh my goodness we, we and i come from california we, we had some excellent oh, mexican food over there there you oh i'm yeah my my sister lives in san diego and you can sometimes oh, yeah. just the, the the mexican food is just pretty in, intensely incredible like it's yeah. it's a whole different it's a whole different level like i'm i'm up here in new england you know we we have some pretty solid mexican restaurants around here but no it's a completely different thing yeah like i bet there you go man there you go question number three so we start we kind of talked about this a little bit but like if there's someone out there listening who is in your shoes when you were starting your your weight loss journey what is your number one piece of advice to them uh like like i said yeah small small goals don't don't look at the big picture just set small goals um and just knock them out one at a time. It'll add up. Small goals will equal a big success. There we go. Question number four. We've, I think we've talked about a couple sources of inspiration for you today so far, but if there's someone out there who's looking for some motivation, what podcast, book, YouTube channel, influencer, person do you recommend that they check out if they're looking for motivation? Uh, there's a handful of them. You, you mentioned Chase Green. He's awesome um you uh your your podcast for sure uh and uh i would say uh vinnie tortorich is in a uh, fitness confidential i would say that's a great one mm, definitely and like you highlight you you highlighted it but vinnie's fat documentary is yes fantastic like there i remember last year at KetoCon, he premiered the first like 10 minutes like gave us like a 10 minute clip of it and it was the clip of the foot amputation you know, oh, a yes, person that yeah. had type two diabetes, and he's like, and he said he started, and he's like, I want you all to watch. And he goes, and I and I kept this whole piece in here because we need to look at the reality, and like that yeah. documentary does not pull any punches. It doesn't pull any punches, and so it's if you're someone who's out there, and maybe you're already on board with NSNG or keto or low carb or you know whatever kind of like healthy lifestyle you're into, if you're out there and you need a resource to show to someone to get them to maybe open their eyes a little bit. I, I, I send you over to that one. Like, I think that there's some really powerful imagery in that, that film. Definitely. For sure. And lastly, lastly, Scott, question number five, tell us what is one of your goals for the next year that is not health or fitness related? Oh, wow. That's a great one. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know, man. That's uh not health related. Just uh, just constantly be a better a better parent, better better just a better better man, better husband, better father. Um, I'm not saying that I'm a bad one now, but I, I think it's always good to try to improve uh, yourself to be um, just there for your family and for your wife, and just be just be more godlier man in my life. There we go, man. And I I think that's a great great endpoint to this discussion today because really at the end of the day you know on, on a base level 
you know, you've not only saved your own life, but you're making the lives of, of your, your family better as well. So, you know, kudos to you for that, man. Like, I think it's something that you, you know, you should really uh, be proud of. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. You're welcome, man. So everyone out there, you, we talked about Scott's channels where you can find him. Please go check them all out. Subscribe to his YouTube channel and start talking to him because he's got a milestone that's going to be coming up really soon. I know it. And you want to be on board to, to be there when that celebration happens because we're, we're all going to be there for that for you, Scott. And as always, y'all, you can connect with me, your host, Gourmet, on Instagram at Gourmet underscore goes underscore keto or at Gourmet Goes Keto on Twitter. You can email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com. And remember to go out there today and do something to amaze yourself because you're amazing people, my friends. You know, there's change is possible. And if you've tried and failed and you, you're worried about trying again, don't ever give up because, you know, Scott's story, my story, we're all showing you that you can find that amazing place inside yourself and you can make it happen again. So, have a great day, everybody, and we'll see you all soon again on the Fat Guy Forum. Mm-hmm.